0: Hi, I'm Jason, and I'm Paul, and this is the Hi-Fi Sci-Fi Podcast.
1: Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 21, uh, Peak Performance.
0: Jean-Luc, shortest specs, mysteries on the holodex. Asteroids, triple droids, telepathic betazoids. Transporter, deadly claw, visitor from LA Law. Photons, no kirk, captain has gone berserk. Shuttlecraft, concert, troy, Dr. Crusher's little boy. Klingon, right, parasites, new heights, phaser fights. Data's head, Tasha's dead, Wiker's is hanging by a thread. Celebration, transformation, everyone to battle station. start
2: the series. <laughs> It's the next generation on your favorite station the, the, the next generation
1: on your
0: we start the And for this strategic episode uh, of Star Trek The Next Generation, we have found the most innately strategic mind in the 21st century uh mr aaron mosher is making uh his inaugural debut on the hi-fi sci-fi podcast uh mosher thanks for coming on the show
2: uh thanks for having me hi folks it's
0: um it's the second to the last episode of season two
1: and
2: it's the ahead. last true episode
0: <laughs> it is the last true episode and uh next week spoilers
1: the the next week is a clip show episode
0: and do we mean the actual (laughs) episode of star trek the next generation our podcast both Mm, you uh, tune in and find out (laughs) exactly yes so yeah it's season two um there's been some ups there's been some downs there's been a lot more downs than ups probably uh the writer strike was uh was was hitting this season pretty hard um but you know, Mosher, I, I like to start here often, or sometimes at least try to work this question in, but this seems like as good a place to start as any. Um, Paul and I are on this journey. We got to do all these. Um, you had some semblance of a choice, so why did you agree to talk about peak performance?
2: Well, uh, I'm remembering back to a... Um, a time many years ago, Paul, you probably remember going to Charlevoix in mm-hmm. northern Michigan, and I was sure. doing a, um, was that my half marathon up there? Yeah, yeah, that would have been a half marathon. And, yeah. and for some reason, we decided to play a game of chess while we were up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so when when Paul was like, hey, want to participate in this? Check out some of the episodes that season. I was like, I'll take a look at these. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this seems relevant to our interests, <laughs> so.
0: So you're here. Yeah. You're here for the Stratajama, is is what? Is.
2: I would love to just
1: talk about Stratajama for forty five
2: oh minutes. God, yes, please. <laughs> so I really want rules for Stratajama. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's all I want. There's some sort of like framing ab- uh, about the game. Like clearly there's I think at one point there's levels that are referenced, right? Cuz Yeah, yes.
1: like the 27th level or something. The 6th plateau. Yeah, the 6th oh,
0: plateau, plateau. there's right. yeah, there's levels, there's plateaus, there's there's um, move counts are significant. It's, they're yes, they are. they're referenced several times. But I don't, I mean, I've watched this episode a bunch of times and I could not even begin to tell you uh what what that what this game is like how how it works but the,
1: it's the, the game that the only way to win is not to play right i should <laughs> the poll here should have been that i just i should have called this episode war games for so many it would have worked two ways uh yeah it, i needed that's what i needed i need another two minutes on that
0: the yeah someone needs to <laughs> pull intro. that from joshua yep and yeah exactly the uh, the only winning move is not to play. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, it's because several people try. I mean, I there's a lot of stratagema in this. It, there's like three games of mm-hmm. stratagema. like
1: six minutes of just mm, talking about it, at least. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, and and it's um for those of you who want to know, uh, in the continuity, is stratagema a thing ever again? no <laughs> no it's not <laughs> um, <laughs> nope. so they apparently uh. thought it was such a good idea that they felt like they would never bring it up ever 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 again um, but for this one shining moment we got a lot of strategy about. Like I, I get the fact that maybe they wanted um, you know competition is the, is the theme of this episode you know, sh- you know sharpening your, your skills you know, iron sharpens iron, kind of thing. Like, um, so I mean, I, I get sort of a head-to-head competition. But I mean, aren't there enough fake games in Star Trek at this point? Couldn't they have just done one of them? You know, I, I don't know. I, did you guys like the stratagema? Like, did did you? Did, was it enjoyable? <laughs>
2: <Motor>? <laughs> I mean, it was. It was. It was I something. Just, I, I just wanted to know more, and like, what was with <laughs> the uh, the finger movements? It's kind and, of uh,
0: it's the world's worst power it, glove, right? Like, there's there's two of yes! them.
2: Yes, it's just on the fingers. That's it. Yep. Like what? And you need someone else to put them on you for some reason? Like, <laughs> I couldn't figure point. out
0: if that was like a necessity or if they just did that so that they were mirroring like boxing films.
2: <laughs> it's like it's like having a second. Like ah oh, yes, yeah. You will provide me with my weapons. Yeah. I was... my finger caps i was waiting for someone
0: to give them the uh the 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 talk when they went to their corners right like you're doing good rock But you gotta I'm get on good. the inside <laughs> you,
1: know, was, you gotta cut me you gotta cut me cut me
0: mick <laughs> cut me that uh that that would have made it a, a better game but but you know <laughs> commander Riker's game was not long enough for that to happen and uh no yeah but so we'll we'll come back to the stratagema because it, it does <laughs> it, it does matter to the plot at least a little bit. But um, you know this this sure, episode sure is I mean kind of this episode is um,
2: I mean data plot
0: yeah right exactly sure. it's a it's a war game I mean war games would have been the best reference you're right Paul because this is Starfleet partaking in a war game which is not a thing that we see a lot of and um, they're kind of hesitant to do it. Um, but they get they get coaxed into it and they have the world's the worlds like galaxy wide we're talking here. Uh, biggest jerk um, to help advise them.
1: He reminded really. me of um, was it see I always get him confused. Um, I think I always want to say Kowalski, but that's not it. Uh, Kaczynski Kaczynski from Kaczynski. Um, where no one has gone before yeah. um, that's that's the way he like that's he, the way he's written. He's written to be this character that you hate. Um, and unlike Kaczynski, he doesn't get defeated at the end and then go back to his. So Worf has that scene where he's making a uh, he's making a model, and then he snaps oh. a piece when Riker. Brings the the doorbell up, essentially. <laughs> to which he and, uh, responds
0: um, he, after like right before he sweeps it in the garbage, just finished. <laughs> like I <Yes>. love that. <laughs> so,
1: he, but he, he takes best. he takes his model and just casually sweeps it all into the garbage can, and that was the picture I was trying to paint of what Kaczynski did in where no one has gone before when he got back to his office and all his research is bunk because the traveler had been doing it all magically. Oh yeah. <laughs> that yep. he just takes his arm and everything he's ever done, he just sweeps right into the garbage can yeah. and that's why Kaczynski is watchable bit there because he gets his comeuppance and I don't think that comeuppance is enough here for um, what's his name uh, Col- is it Kalari
0: Sirna Kolrami
1: yeah but, he I mean he eventually he a little bit
0: yeah he used to eat a little bit of humble pie but but you're just you're saying that's not enough Paul
1: well he's, he's painted as the most strategic person of the most strategic species ever and he like he's not
0: well that's that's a great question so uh (laughs) they do leave that in some doubt too right where like they've got some street cred but i like how wharf is just like you know (laughs) like when they're talking about how um how the zach dornian people are uh, you know, this yeah, innately strategic race and how it's never and been tested. And he's like, it's well,
2: reputation is nothing. It means
0: they,
1: nothing. Exactly. They toss out numbers. And again, they just love to toss out numbers that oh, yeah. are wrong in orders of magnitude, but they say for 9,000 years, yep. the most strategic minds in the galaxy. And that's a lot of time to be yeah. a galactic civilization let alone the most strategic galactic civilization because i don't think the vulcans have a 9000 year tail on their galactic exploration nor the klingons or the romulans so we're talking about a spacefaring race that predates the four main species in the galaxy yep and they're doing what is this, your, is
0: this your USA pitch, Paul, where it's like, oh, if they're so good, then why aren't they number one? USA! No, nine
1: yeah. 9,000 years is a lot of time. 900 <laughs> years is a lot of time. Yes. 90 years is a lot of time. Yep. They're just pitching at such incorrect scales here to say that 9,000 years, they've just been the best at this. Nobody's ever challenged them. The first you know, draft
0: of the script said huh. that they, ha- they were the most strategic race of the week. And then they were like, yes, they need a little exactly. bit more time.
1: Of <laughs> yeah, the last nine months i like can we do a little more than nine months Okay 9,000 years <laughs> Yeah 9,000
2: <000? laughs> No sure But let's just run away at the end
1: Yeah exactly yeah, right yeah.
2: That's the strategy That's yeah. the
0: strategy Oh my god I didn't even think about that but you're right literally the only Like way in that he's got is like Just punch it get out of here Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Those people
2: F them. Like let's just go
0: Acceptable tactical losses.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, but Worf, yeah, Worf has a really good line there, and yeah, it, it's a good point that like this team is the best theoretical baseball team ever. Like, have they ever played a game? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why would yeah. we want to test that? Exactly.
1: We've been the best theoretical team for nine thousand years. <laughs> So
0: our, uh, our professor of theory crafting um, takes the Enterprise to a planet where I, you know, I was trying to figure out exactly how the Hathaway got there, um, what the Hathaway is doing. Like, Somebody I
1: just forgot about it. That's a can long say,
0: way out of the way for a broken ass Starfleet ship to just be hanging out, but okay.
1: Can I say that if this was Benjamin Cisco, he would just have them play baseball and it would be a much more strategic game? just tossing that out there you know
0: each pitch uh shapes the game exactly yes um well the other thing that i was thinking about was uh, on my final watch through right before i went to record this is um you know it would have taken a lot less time um a bunch of holodecks holodecks. (laughs) like right
2: oh god yeah
0: (laughs) i don't like they're talking about all this like you know we're going to s- s- switch to these modified beams and they will record hits electronically and it's like it's it can't it's,
1: even fire our regular weapons no right when the f- freaky show up they're like whoops we turned all those off and they're on a timer yep
0: yep so they basically turned the enterprise into a floating laser tag flotilla and
1: yes they <laughs> that would be the best game ever just let's i mean yeah <laughs>
0: And, you know, this episode did come out in 1989, and that sounds rad hard. So, I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah, I I couldn't get over the fact that, like, it was a fun simulation. I like the idea that Starfleet is, uh, you know, aware of some threats, right? They reference, they name check the Borg uh, directly. Yes. um, Which I thought was a nice touch. Um, So it's like, yeah, okay, we should probably brush up on our tactics. Okay, I think that's fine. But it's like, this as the way to go about it seems like the most inefficient way to do it like the only thing i could think of is that maybe they maybe they there's something about using actual ships and giving them a ship that is like just completely broken down that's better than the holodeck simulation i i don't know i couldn't
2: with 48 hours notice Right. Yeah, with forty eight hours notice. That's a good And that point. ship was straight out of like the tech support gore subreddit. Like <laughs> wires everywhere. Where are we oh, gonna get this optic oh, cable? Oh, here yes. it is. Just like pull it out of the ceiling. Anywhere. that is, that is
1: one of my favorite what? parts of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Dorn has so much fun with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And oh, and like, man.
0: the look on her face after he hands her a bunch of just like ripped up, you know, uh fiber optic cable. She's like "K," <laughs> you know. <And> presumably <laughs> yes, she's do. doing that for an afternoon, just ripping <laughs> you know, yeah. optical cable out of whatever panel she can she can find.
1: I did have a question and now oh that's right. So they're they're on this ship that is they say um vastly outmanned, vastly out um uh they, they say three other things you're but outmanned um, your out ship outgunned is very gunned, your, um, yep something. Yeah. Yep. Something, something, something. Yep. um If this guy is here, so is this guy here just to consult on strategy? Is he watching their strategy and then debriefing them later? Is he writing a report to Admiralty back in in Starfleet? I think that one. Yeah. Admiralty. So the the real question is: Picard doesn't really have to do anything, right? Picard's the one who's just the Borg here. Yep. Riker is the one who has to develop strategies and has to do things that are out of the box. He is the Federation here. Um, he's the one who has to do things to stop this vastly more powerful threat. Why is this guy on the Enterprise and not on Riker's ship?
0: Uh, because he hates Riker? I guess, right? But <laughs> and he's bad at his job. <laughs> isn't
1: that the strategy he should be observing? Probably. Yes. Yes, probably.
0: But you know the Enterprise yeah. had more comfortable chairs. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, and he and he also had to play games with data. Right. I mean, that they
0: don't. The they plot, didn't. So. They couldn't bring over a Strategema machine, <laughs> over to the Hathaway. <laughs> so he had. Wes Wes forgot to carry that over. Yet. Yeah. Exactly. He could have <laughs> beamed it over with his, math homework that powers warp cores. Um, <laughs> 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 I, I, I do think uh, the one thing that was interesting about this episode uh, from a character standpoint is it does seem to be largely um, largely an excuse to just give uh, Jonathan Frakes another Riker vehicle, right? Like, this is largely a Riker story, I think. Um, do you guys, I guess, do you guys agree, or, or do you think it's also, I mean, do you think that's successful? Do you think he's good here?
2: What did Riker do?
0: He smiled uh
2: i mean because because wesley like broke some rules and like had his like tricky did a couple times yep well like Riker was just like hey we're gonna be ready in 48 hours
0: he uh good job he made the team
2: um i guess (laughs) (laughs) um
0: hmm. he
2: chose three people for the team yep yep he got three good ones the, that is all he needed for strategy. They
0: also Good chose job. the, um. I'd like to point this out, the, sh- the bubbliest extra yellow shirt. Like, some of her lines, like, the, the, <laughs> were really, yeah. like, they're going to fall for it. I was like, eh, okay, all right. Thank you. Ease up there a little bit, but all right, I guess.
1: Can I say that the guy they left on the Enterprise that, um, first escorted Wes and was like was like, Look kid, I got other places to be And then later, um oh was his line he said something later that was um uh he said something else later that was like, Man, this guy is the worst. Like he is about as unlikable as uh Kalari? Kolrami. Kol, Kolrami. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, he just rubbed me the wrong way from Every second he was on screen.
0: Well, he also, I believe at one point he says, Bye-bye, uh, Hathaway.
1: That's the line. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> that's the line I was trying to remember. Yep. Um, it's like, man, just th- just kick him on an airlock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think they wanted to make sure that you missed Worf. He's also he, guess, he's right. in the background. Um, if you go to Memory Alpha, uh, which I recommend because uh, Memory Alpha is a fantastic uh, fan site, there's a picture of Riker and Kolrami um, when they play their stratagem game. He's also just in the background of people like mm-hmm. watching the game, and like the look on his face in the screen grab here is just like he's he's either
1: <sighs> oh yeah I just pulled that he's up. either
0: really worried about it or he like forgot something on his shopping list right before he goes to the Replomat down you know on deck twelve. Like he's 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 like he's got this weird concentration look on his face. He's he's a weird guy. Yeah, the guy who steps into tactical is a is a is a weird guy.
2: Wait 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 a second. Hold on. So, what's the name of the guy? Is it Ensign Burke, who's the the yellow shirt who stays behind?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Okay, so I'm looking at his uh, his IMDb page, and I think he's in Transformers.
0: Glenn Transformers last
2: night. General Morehart.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. He
1: the,
2: is that the Michael Bay connection?
0: That, that could be, yeah. We, we
1: <laughs> to oh my the, to the got milk ad, yeah. I mean, let let people piece it together on their own. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> It's a mystery for for you, listener. <laughs> what, what Michael? <laughs> but we had Bay a good connection. discussion before we started recording.
0: Okay. Yeah, we're okay. So let's let's bring this one back a little bit here. Um, the um the the war game like when it gets off and running um. I I, gotta, I guess I just got a couple of questions. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. how How do we think a view screen in Star Trek works? <laughs> like how do we because I I had a, a depiction in my head of, of how it worked and it wasn't how it was shown on the screen <laughs> because apparently whatever you tell the computer is out there is what's on the view screen. Um, because a Romulan warbird showed up on the view screen because the computer thought there was a Romulan warbird out there. Like, did, have we ever been told that that's how a view screen works in Star Trek? Like, I thought it was some sort of like visual recording equipment.
1: I, Mm. well, I mean, they were pulling a, a, a Keanu Reeves in speed, right? That's what they're pulling is you just play the tape back. I guess. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, well,
0: no, because they, they describe it in this episode. Uh, Worf says, yo, my codes still work, which is funny because they didn't, like, they should have changed that, but whatever. Um, and, and he said, you know, I can make the sensors think that there's a, a Romulan warbird there. And as they're discussing it amongst, like, Riker, the super bubbly lady, uh, Worf, uh, I think she's the one who, who says, like, well, what about the view screen? And... They say, well, th- the computer will project an image of a warbird on the view screen.
2: Oh, so, okay. And if anybody looks out a window, yeah.
0: then, they'll, they'll yeah. see
2: that it's all crap.
0: Right. But only if they look hmm. out the window. So, like, yeah, I, I get your point, yeah. Paul, that it's like, oh, you know, a recording of one. No, that's that's not what they're saying here. They're saying because the, the, the sensors were fooled, the view screen was like, this is what a warbird looks like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: huh. yeah i guess yeah Hmm. yeah i read that differently but you're right that that does not make any sense that
0: one that one really like that one bugged me i think a little bit more than it should have but uh, but it but it bugged me um well uh, so their their strategy the the hathaway of, of toppling the goliath i think is what two pronged they've got the they've got the wharf i can fool their sensors angle and then they've got Wesley's uh, anti-matter-powered uh, homework assignment.
1: Well, when they start the fight, I was expecting it to be like, oh, now the Enterprise turns off its sensors or something, and you go hide in this system. But it's basically yeah. just like, well, you're ten paces apart already, so Duel. I guess we're going now. Yeah. And then they, um, then they're like, oh, no, Romulans. And then they're like, oh, we're behind you now, cool. <laughs> like like, uh, it seems like they would have also noticed that they were getting behind them. Uh, and also, why even be behind them? Just shoot them from the front? Yeah. But yeah. a lot of questions. The Ferengi ship at the very end, I mean, we're, we're jumping here, but um, I love the the almost Looney Tunes-esque ship. Three, or 180 turn in, like, a quarter of a second <laughs> and then take off. <laughs> right? Just... 180-degree turn on a dime, and then <laughs> it's like, you, I'm not sure that any chips work that way. And also those forces would be a lot to contend with.
2: Well, isn't that what inertial dampeners are Thank for? Thank you. I guess, yes. but <laughs> is that what they're for?
1: <laughs> yes. Is that what they're for? That's,
0: what they're, that's exactly. That is exactly what they're for. Yep. They, are, they are the device which suppresses uh, all manner of complications from Newtonian physics. Uh, when ships accelerate, decelerate, experience turbulence, what have you. Which is why it's supposedly a big deal when the inertial dampers fail, even though nobody ever dies by being liquefied by slammed into a bulkhead, but that is probably what would happen if the inertial dampers fail.
1: I guess the trick would be that in acceleration and deceleration, those forces are um, constant across the entire ship, right? Someone in the center of the ship or the side of the ship are, are both experiencing deceleration. Uh, even in a hard turn, some of the hardest turns that you see, right, th- those forces are pretty constant. If you are spinning without moving, then people on the edge of the ship are, are experiencing a different force than those at the center of the ship. Right. Which would then tax the inertial dampeners differently. Right. So there you go.
0: But still, so, yes, your oh, point wow. of that Ferengi <laughs> ship moved very quick. Yeah, it, it did. It was like, <laughs> yoink! <laughs> <laughs> whoop, uh, whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, whoop, yeah. <laughs> Um... So, you know, we have our, our happy little war game uh, interrupted by everyone's favorite foil. Um, you know, yeah, some, some Ferengi show up. Um, fun fact, the, uh, the person who plays the, the I guess I get what well, presume it would be Daemon of the ship, although I don't think they ever refer to him as Daemon. In fact, there's a line that's super cringy at the end where he just says, leader. And I'm like, what? The, huh? Who talks like that? Um, but it's uh the the Damon of the Ferengi ship is played by Armin Shireman um who is who plays Quark yep.
1: in Deep Space Nine. He plays like thirty percent of all, um, all
0: of them. A statistically the significant, yeah. Um, Armin Armin Shireman was in uh, the Last
1: Outpost as well. Yep. Uh, what well, What do you think of the Ferengi Mosher? Yeah.
2: I mean, why? <laughs> and then. <also laughs> How did they know to show up like they just they came out of nowhere at the last second with like no there was no mention of them at the entire episode so it's just it's not like we were at the edge of Ferengi space
1: and yeah it's not showing like up they do some like
2: loot like how did they find this it's
1: not like they have cloaking either right so and it's not like the enterprise turned its sensors off yeah um Right? They, they should have detected like, a ship coming from a distance.
0: Well, this is a, a real problem, I think, in a lot of science fiction, but Star Trek in particular. They um, they fudge ranges um, all the time for, for whatever is convenient because there are certain episodes where they will detect a ship entering the sector, right? And it's 12 oh, yeah, hours yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Um, and then, for whatever reason, this Ferengi ship just like was like right here, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, the warbird makes sense, right? Like the wharf's like shadow, you know, sensor shadow thing. Cause like a, a Romulan warbird has a cloaking device. It could have been device, yeah. right there. Exactly. But yeah, you're right, Paul. The, um, <laughs> this out of nowhere Ferengi ship, which also, by the way, was monitoring them because the, the captain of the Ferengi ship, the, the Daemon says like, You know, why was your ship engaged in combat with the like they were watching them play this war game. So it's like if they could see them, what what was going on here? Like, yeah. It's weird. It's also, um, I I don't know. I what did you guys think of the like fool me once, haha, fool me twice like angle of it, you know, like do you guys think Picard would have ignored the Ferengi ship or
1: That's a good question.
0: I was, I was trying to think about the same thing because, on the one hand, you know, I think they played it off as he got swept up in the game, and and you know, but at the end of the day, I, I don't know that Picard would have just been like, yeah, it's fine, they got us again, you know, um, because I, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, I felt that that was a little weird for Picard to just be like <laughs> completely well,
1: caught. And, and this goes to the point that I think you were making, Mosher, that like they show up quick; they've been wargaming for like. Two minutes, and then the Ferengi get there and like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" Mm-hmm. Like, if more time had passed, sure, I don't know how the, if that would change it for me. But at least it, I think it would make more sense from a Ferengi perspective. Yeah, because it, it doesn't seem like the right move for them would be to jump in so quickly. Um, Especially with the element of surprise. You you stay back a little bit and see, like, what are they doing? Why are they attacking? Like, maybe one of them will cripple. But they'll, maybe they'll both come out of this in a shape that you can handle easily instead of at full power. Right, right.
2: Yeah, don't hop into a fight with the Enterprise at full strength. Like, that's insanity. Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're also able to make pretty short work of the Enterprise, which... Um... You know, again, that's that's also a thing that's really plot driven, right? It's like you can either take a hundred disruptor blasts or two, <laughs> dependent upon how much runtime you have in the episode, yep. um, and what the plot conditions require. Um, but also, then, yeah, this is where you know their their high tech game of laser tag, as we kind of pointed out, you know, plays against them because yeah, they they are switched over to these whatever these modified beams are or whatever. And then those blasts from the Ferengi ship are just like, oh, now they're jammed. All we have is these. All we have is laser tag now. It's just stuck on laser tag. Like I don't have, <laughs> I don't have real guns
1: anymore. I guess it does raise a deeper question of what the state of um, of diplomacy is between the Ferengi and the Federation. Yeah. Uh, because this doesn't seem like a pirate vessel. This is a Ferengi ship. This is a Um, This is someone in that chain of command. And this feels like an act of war, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like you just don't go around shooting other people's ships. And saying, like, hey, what are you doing? We're here to steal your stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, that's literally, like, you know, what, when asked what brings them here, they're like, well, what are you doing? Like, they don't, the motivation. It's like,
1: that other ship looks pretty cool. <laughs> Why don't we just take it?
0: That's, that is the only motivation for the Ferengi. Like, I kept, in my multiple views of this, I kept trying to find, like, some sort of cohesive, <laughs> like, drive for the Ferengi. And it is just like, what's that?
1: <laughs> like that's all that it is. Yeah. Well, what, what, what do you have over there? What you, what,
0: what's that one? Why? Why is that one smaller and dopier? You know, I gotta well, why, know.
1: Why are you protecting it? What? What's on it? You were
0: shooting at it, and now now you're trying to trying to stop me from getting it. Why? Yeah. That's.
1: Uh, did, I don't know. Did they? Was the idea that they couldn't beam them off because shields? Is that what they had pitched?
0: Mm. No, I mean, no, 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 no. You mean the Enterprise couldn't beam Riker and company? Because they, off don't, of they don't
1: care about the Hathaway, right? They don't care. Like, if they got the people off, they'd be like, it's an old ship. Right. No, Go
0: the um, the transporters were also conveniently disabled in the opening cell. Oh, that's
1: what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: okay. yeah. Because they tried that right after, I believe uh cole rami is like me nee, with retreat me <laughs> like he did, the brilliant strategist didn't even try to say uh try to get him back and then go you know yeah yeah
2: i how was the brilliant strategist so bad at like basic diplomacy even like, yeah that's that's a total tool you need to use yeah
1: yeah it's not even, even if even if it's faux diplomacy even if he's yeah. lying to them right
2: <laughs> like totally
1: if he's going
0: to head fake everybody out of so many moves in Stratajama, he better be able to head fake his way out of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, he's really yes. useless here. Like, this is a very strange character to have here. Like, I feel like you pull Kolrami out of it, and what do you lose? Like, if he's not here?
2: Nothing.
0: Yeah. Like, it's a weird character to just have thrown into this. Um,
2: you lose character development for Data.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you're
2: right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right.
0: Because that's the thing that we haven't talked about here. Because I mean, it's kind of weird how this is like worked in there, but but yeah, the
1: Can we, we, one one more second on the Ferengi, mm-hmm and then, yeah. then let's hop to data then. Yeah. But this also feels weird from the standpoint of um, the Ferengi feel like uh, um, Klingons here, right? They feel like a warrior race.
0: Yeah, very
1: much so. They're they're painted as like yeah, they're ready to fight like. This is very – and this is only the second time we've seen the Frangie? Mm, the third? The third. it would be the third. I'm trying to think of – But the first time in season two, unless I'm mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Um, so it's been like 20-plus episodes since we've seen these, and they've gotten reworked quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, they still feel very wrong.
0: Yeah, because we saw um... – we saw them were the ones in the last outpost, we saw them in the battle yep. in season one. And then yep. yeah, peak That's performance it. is is literally the third so this is the third time we've seen them. Yeah.
1: But yeah, they they're they're just using these cookie cutter I guess all for your Warriors now or yeah. all these guys are strategists, which um, is is starting to feel very old at this point, especially the the like this this species is all just strategists, so he's a good strategist. And <laughs> Um, I would be th- using very broad strokes on these.
0: I would like to Wait. think that this is actually like, um, you could really kind of spin this that the Federation is not the kumbaya organization that we know them to be, and in, actually, in actuality, they're a bunch of like ignorant hicks because they're like, oh, yeah, those are all the strategy people, you know. <laughs> they like picked up this dude who's like, yeah, I know stuff, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> You know, Oh man. and he's just snowing them because they're a bunch of dumb hicks, right? Like he's just like
1: it's just it's just Okana in a funny mask. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, somebody write that
1: uh, fanfic out there. Yeah. Oh man, Okana makes fifty appearances throughout the whole run of the series. He just keeps coming back. So, so okay, let's uh, data. Let's talk about data.
0: Yeah. Um, it seems fitting somehow that the second to last time that we'll ever deal with Doctor Catherine Pulaski, she is. Uh, pretty gross. Like she's just like her her treatment of data in this episode is is just annoying. Like she's just like she is the reason that data plays a game of stratagema with Kolrami and she does it not for any other purpose but you know to see Kolrami like taken down, which you know, I mean I get it, he's a jerk, but like clearly she has, again, reinforcing over the entirety of the second season that this is how she views Data, like, right? Like, she just, she doesn't even think about him, like, at all.
1: Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I wrote boy, she sure loves Data now. Um, but another side of that coin is that she's still viewing him as a tool. Right. Uh, which is yeah. what you're describing, that he's a, a pawn in this, that, that she can move into place to um, um, effectively attack someone that she um, feels can't be attacked by anyone except Data. Right.
0: I mean, she seems to show some remorse, like, after their game and after is, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, sulking. But, like, you know, she just, she has no reservations about just maneuvering him into that game without even running it by him, you know, without even saying, like, is this a thing you would do? Which... By the way, how easy would it be to convince Data to do it? Like, he's the nicest guy on the ship. Like, I'm sure she could have just talked to him and he would have probably volunteered, but, yeah. but He does a lot of weird stuff, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, hmm. yeah, it's one of those, like, what, what wouldn't Data do if someone came to him and said, would you do this reasonable thing? Would you play this game with me? Maybe that's the way to phrase it, right? right? Um, because... Take take Kurami out of it. If Jordy went up to Data and said, "Hey, there's this cool game and it's about strategy. Let's play it," Data would, no question, right? Right. Yeah, we agreed that, that yeah. that's. Um, so now you add in someone that is different that isn't someone he knows, but then yeah, I mean it's still the same question.
0: Would you like to play a game? Would you yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Data is defeated by Kolrami because he's that good, I guess. Um,
2: I mean... With, with the initial premise of the game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Beat him as fast as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean...
2: Yeah. I mean, Mosher, you,
1: you play a lot of board games, right? We were joking that you know, we're trying to figure out what this game is, but from a bigger picture standpoint, like what game is, what game type is this even where the there's one strategy and once you get good at it, then no one can even come close to beating you, right? It doesn't feel like a
2: good game. Yeah, I was yeah, I was having the same sort of issue trying to figure out like, Just like well, I was trying to figure out what the hell is it even classified as? To even, like, because it seems like it's sort of a, well, like, area control or, or region control. Yeah. It's, it's... I'm just trying to watch
1: the squares, yeah, but I would agree with that. I'm trying to remember what I'll that like...
0: retro video game is that um, <clears throat> you basically, uh, you position, a, a, like, a cursor in the middle of the screen, then you hit a button, and it divides the play area, like, by that, yeah. and then it divides it. Like, I don't remember what that's called, but it looks like a super complicated version of that. Yeah. I, think. I
2: don't so, know that
1: game at all, but hmm. okay.
2: I guess I can kind of think about it like if if you think about how like when, when playing chess, you can kind of get a feel for like what your opponent is trying to do. And so if if Kolarami was like, Oh, he's trying to win in like the fastest way possible, I have an idea of how to shut that down. And if he had like a more like nuanced strategy, then Kolrami might be aware of like how that strategy plays out and be able to counter that as well um but it's just yeah he data had his strategy and was i guess sort of like married to it uh to the point where it just like was his downfall in his first game probably yeah he couldn't he couldn't adapt to deal with kolrami's tactics yeah and this is i mean maybe it's the short-sightedness
1: of the 80s when it comes to the idea of games um that that i mean i'm i could i just have to turn to my left. Um, and there, I have shelves and shelves of games. And, and I know you do too, Mosher. Um, yeah. That um, if you showed someone in the '80s that stack of games, they would just that would, be, would be something that would be foreign. Um, that I don't think it was just my age in the '80s that that I was playing much simpler games. Um, that you know that was the the mentality of it. That chess was um, something that was just strategy, and you couldn't change it. Um, and, but even chess, right? You, you get books of chess strategy and chess move sets, and once somebody knows the move set you're using, there are counters to that, um, and data should be able to handle that. Uh, this is also an era before Deep Blue or any and, and Watson and any of those sorts of um, machine learning techniques for playing chess, for instance, hmm. which has to be the um,
2: game they're trying to. Emulate here. Actually, the with level. the with the um the area capture, it might be more similar to Go. Ooh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that is a much better comparison. And Go was much harder to beat,
1: apparently. Yes. Because yeah, that yeah, is a good point. Although they have gotten, haven't they gotten something that has gotten very, very close to? Being well, done? now. Now, yes, and and that's what <laughs> I'm saying too. In '89, they didn't have something that could beat. No, not at um, all. In chess either, but that's a good point that that this does remind me much more of Go than chess
0: well and i think um i think paul what you were kind of hitting upon is is the part of this that i kind of had the the hardest time with is that i can accept that data would be able to be beaten in this game um or <laughs> i could accept you know like it, se- it seems a weird choice that like he's beaten in this game and that his immediate reaction is, there is something wrong with me. Like, that's a really <laughs> weird reaction from Data, who I believe they've already showed him playing poker with some of the yep. other the crew members. And getting beaten handled. Yeah, he gets cleaned out, you know, right? So, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have a, a touchstone for the idea that even though he understands the rules to the game, um, there may be minutia that that he you know i mean it's almost like i I just i find it hard to accept that someone like data who is as intelligent as data is and i understand that he's like not fully human and, and lacking the emotional depth but like data clearly understands the the differences between understanding something conceptually and then mastery of of said thing you know right like sure so i mean it's just so weird to then have him be like i'm broken you know like that's that's a I I had a hard time with that because I the more I thought about that the more I'm like I mean would he really like would he just
1: you know I well and poker is the good comparison there right that he plays a bunch of poker and he doesn't get the bluffing component right he doesn't get when yeah Riker um, bats with with cards that would not win um and he, he they have conversations about that but this game doesn't feel like it has a bluffing component right and even if it did if it's some sort of I mean, if it is some sort of area control game or something like that, it's hard to see him failing at that bluffing the same way. It doesn't sure. appear that there is any hidden knowledge. That's a different way to put that. Yeah, There yeah. is no hidden knowledge in these. They don't have visors on. They have things on their hand, but they're seeing the same screen. So there's no way to bluff in that situation. Sure. Except in, in terms of the um, bluffing in what your actions suggest you may do next, but that's, that's a different sort of bluffing. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm yeah and I, I think that's unfortunately like <laughs> the problem with using a completely made up BS space game is that it's just like <laughs> you know it's it's um just
1: wiggle your fingers a whole bunch guys it's
0: meaningless right like it's like oh he he wiggles better I guess than, than Data even though he should be able to be the wiggliest like I mean there's so you have to come at it it's such an obtuse angle because it's not understandable like you can't look at well, that and understand what's going on <laughs>
1: Uh, part of this has to be twitch reflexes right like <laughs> which data would excel at that mm-hmm. just all, operating 10 different fingers all independently data can do that right. presumably yeah. um in a way that a human should not be able to do
0: yeah or even a humanoid yeah
1: humanoid that's fair yeah a, a Zach dorn
0: a Zach dornian yeah yeah i think i think what we've arrived at is like the whole <laughs> I, I i guess <laughs> dramatically it seems to be a poor idea to hinge things on a made-up thing that is not explained to the audience and, uh, you know, not really understandable. <laughs>
1: like They should have just played baseball.
0: Well, they baseball. could have played Quidditch for crying out loud. You know, I mean, who? That's like, fair. <laughs> <is gone. laughs> All those things are are at least you're like, oh, okay, I kind of get that. I guess like that's a thing that I can sort of understand. But like this game is just so like, what, how does it work? And who do you, put these things Pizoc. on and, and wiggle the? I could have played Pizak. Could have played Pizzoc. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So, but what did uh, you know? I mean, the, ultimately, this this whole data thing. Um, several people come talk to him, and the thing that like is the splash of cold water is Captain Picard. But I found that a very weird, <laughs> like, therapy session with Picard to get him back on the bridge. What did, what
1: did you th- What did you think of that, Mosher the The therapy session when when Picard comes and talks to Data because I, I have a take on it, but now
2: I'm curious. So what do you think? What wasn't it basically like? Everybody screws up and like just deal
0: with it it was basically well, that, that wasn't that like it was just,
2: yeah. yeah it was basically I was that. like, okay yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah i mean he comes in and he just says i think the thing that struck me the most was and leave your hesitation and self-doubt in your quarters and i'm just like oh yeah that's <laughs> easy that's fine <laughs> totally
1: he had a line, and I'm looking for the line. Um, I can't find it, but I thought that was... A, I, I really liked that conversation.
2: It was like, you can do everything perfect, but still lose.
1: I th- yes, so that was like a what a line, the line said, was. Right? That was the line I really liked, it, that he said that possible, there are times where... It is
0: possible to commit no mistakes and still lose, and I believe he follows that up with, yeah. that is
1: not not—it's um, yeah, not a it's
0: malfunction not a... or something like that. That is life,
1: is, is basically yep. what he says. I loved that line. I loved that... Um, and that that's Picard's that's how Picard's been acting and that's that's what makes a good captain right this idea of sometimes there are unforced errors to use another baseball term since again they should just be playing baseball but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but like the
0: fifth time please for
1: the love of exactly. God play baseball <laughs> just go watch the Deep Space Nine episode <laughs> where they play baseball <laughs> one of the 20 of those uh-huh. um, but yeah I, I really like that that conversation between them um, I thought that was a touching <clears throat> moment between them yeah yeah, I thought um,
0: <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was very true to Picard. Like I thought it was very good. Um, it struck me a little bit that like <laughs> if he were to choose the wrong person to give that speech to, I think they he could have made it worse. <laughs> I think data was sure. the right <laughs> recipient for that. Um, yes, I was,
1: that was very very well suited to data. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and it maybe speaks to the fact that they it's a pretty contrived situation they had to set up for this to be relevant to data in that moment um and it might be that they were trying to get you know this sort of means to an end um to have a scene where picard had to comfort data or something like well how does that help? And data's got to get sad like why would data be sad
0: <laughs> i don't know maybe he <laughs> and plays then you this, get this weird contri- situation where you wiggle your fingers yeah exactly
1: yeah yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe it was all worth it just to, to get. To maybe
1: it. he loses some sort of computer game. <laughs>
0: computer games. Yeah, we got those. Let's uh, get to the prop department. Those computer games. Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: S- wiggle your fingers.
0: So, Data does. Uh, he then immediately follows that up with his uh, trying to assess the battle strategies of uh, Commander Riker, um, where he's in the, the conference room with Deanna Troy. <laughs> And Deanna Troy explains to him what overanalyzing things is.
2: <laughs> I, I yeah. felt like I was watching Princess Bride for a second. Yeah, now that he, <laughs> yep.
0: now that he knows that we know that he knows. <laughs> oh,
1: God. Yeah, I thought that scene was a little less effective. Yeah,
0: yeah. I just, I, again, I think sometimes writing for Data must have been a real challenge because, you know sometimes the things that he he does are very in character and very believable and this one again was maybe a bridge too far i think like he's not he's not that naive like i don't i don't think he's i don't think he would quite i go was that
2: far. i was sitting there like wanting to scream at my screen thinking like he would assess the probability that we know that riker would know this and, and basically we have like this this extreme unlikelihood of going through this. Well, he knows that we know that we know that this blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, the like, that's, that's totally that. likely. Like, we're going to go there, but no, they just let him do that. I was like, no, no, oh, there'd be numbers here. Yep. The slices uh, of that pie are getting smaller and smaller with every
1: additional statement he adds to it. Right? Yeah. Like the most probable thing is he'll do this.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and the fact that Troy has to be the one to walk him to probability, like, essentially, it's a little weird. Um, but, you know, Deanna needed something to do, so uh, <laughs> I guess. they wrote something, I guess. Um, the, the, the resolution, I guess, to, to kind of skip ahead to, you know, because we've already talked about the Ferengi encounter, the, ah, we want your ship, and because uh, we do. Um, they have to. They they have ten of their minutes. You have ten of your minutes.
1: Oh, of your human human
0: minutes. <laughs> um, which I always love. <laughs> this is a Star Trek trope. It's fantastic. Um, so their ten minute r- plan, uh, with Riker on the radio, because they just never stop talking to him for this entirety of this ten minutes, is a little risky, right? Like it's a little.
1: Yeah, that 10-minute plan involves going to a conference room, patching Riker in, (laughs) coming back from the conference room, sending presumably everybody back to their stations. Like, there's a lot of of logistics in this 10-minute window. And and millisecond timing at the end of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, you could probably do a little less than that, but sure. Like, I bet they wouldn't notice a second difference.
0: Well, and also... um correct me if i'm wrong but uh but Rami really doesn't say anything in this sequence does he like when they're coming up with the plan i don't like so yeah
1: he doesn't have like a cool strategy plan no yeah i mean he's just like
0: what a waste of a character like (laughs) i mean I, i mean it's it's one thing because i completely take your point from earlier paul that like yes i'm very tired of hearing them say like Oh, these people—they're the—they're the strategy people. Oh, those people over there—they—they they make pizza. It's the best. Uh, you know, like just—you <laughs> haven't been to pizza
1: planet.
0: <laughs> it's uh, season eight. It's coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just—I think it's—I think it stretches beyond you know credibility. But then, like, okay, so so forget that for a second. You 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 have the strategy guy here. Like to just bend over backwards to be like, "Oh man, his strategy." Oh. Mwah. Oh, his strategy is just so, and then just have him sit there. His only strategic input for the entire thing was run and then like when they have to come up with a Hail Mary, he's just
1: I would have loved from a cinematography standpoint for him to be sitting at that conference table and the conversation be going on around him, start the pan wide (laughs) with everybody in shot, and then just every five seconds or so you step pan into to him and just one pan closer every five seconds and his, his gaze is just staring off into the <laughs> distance maybe out the, the windows and unchanging just completely flat, flat affect until it's just on his eye <laughs> unblinking and then the scene ends
0: Scene. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they have a plan but you weren't even paying attention to the plan because you were focused on this guy but <laughs> i think that's that's what was going on in there right
0: i mean i think so yeah yeah because they put the plan together and it is down to the millisecond again uh yeah our our numbers always <laughs> always too high or too low um and there
2: at least it wasn't a femtosecond that would have been way overkill
1: that,
0: that might have been a little much um
2: they're going well i mean those 40 people are gonna die either way right like they're just that's it the first you get them they're just all dead <laughs> for sure they're just they're dead. Yeah, yeah, right
0: they're so part of this plan that we didn't talk about by the way was um the the hathaway you know of course needs to to warp away using their gamble of a warp jump and they oh, need to yeah. time it um, which also might not work, right? Which might not. so Ooh. so again. All that's like maybe, but if, but kind of, and then. But in order for this to actually succeed, they don't mention it until it happens. Worf needs to fool the Ferengi sensors, and how the hell does he do that?
2: Hmm. With the same Hard old trick. Cutouts? Well,
0: the only reason he did the he tricked the Enterprise was because he he's the guy. Like he's the guy who stands at that tactical station. He has like passwords that weren't changed like i don't think anybody gave him passwords to the ferengi ship
2: maybe he's the uh the enterprise master of whispers so <laughs> so, so he knows what's going on the ferengi it ship could be or he's, he's the varus of <laughs> the enterprise or he's
0: just like oh, the and- equivalent of the 24th century anonymous right like he just he can He's, that's he's, right. He's yelling out the window, you know, of the starship, you know, HACK THE PLANET! You know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it, it raises a good question that the Romulan thing worked for a few seconds, and it it bought them time to, I guess, get behind them and shoot them, but the Frangi might follow up on this, right? Maybe they start to... Well, that's maybe that's why they leave so, so quickly, but maybe they would keep scanning and be like oh that wasn't a ship let's go back it was a piece of those two ships are gonna yeah like it it seems like it should work for a little bit yeah but it then is again one of these situations where it only works when everybody's being really stupid yep uh which we've seen in a lot of other places yeah
0: (laughs) yeah our plan worked because the frankie were hella dumb yeah exactly (laughs) yep way to go everyone And then uh, I believe uh, at some point, Rami talks about his report to Starfleet. Is like, oh, it's going to be a glowing report. I was like, but why? <laughs> Everybody was really stupid. But
1: Well, and yeah, it raises the question of like, I forget, I, I think one of you asked it before, but what, what actually even happened regarding the war games? Like they fought for a minute mm-hmm. um, and then had another plan that was kind of in the works. But it seemed like Riker had about three minutes of strategy. Yep. And then and then he was just going to wing it. took
0: it. him 48 hours to come up with those three minutes. <laughs> it, uh... and,
1: and one of them was Wes's Science Project, which we haven't talked about much. But um, I, I, I have a different memory of this episode. Um, this was another one that really surprised me when I was watching it. And, and I some of this came back to me, but the Ferengi are not something I had attached to this episode. I don't. I, I remembered it once I saw it, but I would never have bet that the Ferengi were in this episode mm-hmm. um, from my recollection of it. I I remember this happening, and they had a war game, and then, like, Wes b- brought his science equipment, and then that won them, and then it resolved from there. But, yeah, this... I don't know. The Ferengi stuff seems just immediately forgettable. Yeah.
0: It's pretty ham-fisted. Yeah. It's, um... I think it's another one of those episodes where... Um, it was rewritten a bunch as well so I mean I think it. Sure. you can kind of tell that but it's another one of those episodes that I think suffers from just not really knowing what to stick with and like what to, what to focus on
1: they also miss an opportunity at the end to talk about um, Wes's science project and the fact that um, I mean Riker's first take on this was well that's cheating and it feels like if they had um, debriefed Kolrami, he would have said the same thing. Right. He would have said, like, well, that was not the parameters of this war game, um, which then opens up a whole different conversation about, well, what is and isn't permissible um, if we're fighting the Borg? Uh, if we sneak someone on their ship and steal some of their stuff and then use it, isn't that something we could do to them? Um, what's on and off the table? And to never talk about that, to never come back to it, seems like a mess. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's the hallmark of a lot of these episodes, though, that are, you know, you want to find out more about the stuff that didn't get covered. And you, you know, wish you could forget about some of the stuff that showed up on screen. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Ferengi muddle this episode a bunch. They kind of, um, they're not needed. And, yeah, there are – I mean, we could have even probably spent more time just on the Hathaway in general, right? Like, I thought some of those scenes were actually really fun, you know. Um, Riker being given, you know, a venue to be in command was kind of cool. I thought it was actually kind of consistent for his character, the way that he interacted with Wes um, and Jordy. Because, I mean, to to your point, Paul, like, they – that's about the only conversation that they really had about it. it was like, isn't that cheating? Nah, I guess not. Um, <laughs> but like,
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, you kids, oh, you rascally kids, yeah.
0: But I mean, like, uh, you know, Worf was there, um, Worf had some good lines. Like, I, I feel like we could have spent more time on the Hathaway, less time playing stratagema, less time, um, you know, with, with the Ferengi showing up, but that's just me, I guess. Um, what else do we have? I mean, there's really not much else. To I have, this.
1: I have one other big question. Yeah. Um, after Data wins uh, str- 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 uh, Stratagema, mm-hmm. um, is the guy behind him wearing a onesie, pajamas, like pirate pajamas? Oh my god! i sure uh,
0: <laughs> Data wins Strategema <laughs> JPEG. It's the very bottom of uh, Memory Alpha. Uh oh yeah yeah. Yeah, he's wearing some yep. jammies. Um, it's harder to say this you can freeze frame it on on the netflix but yeah i mean it's i I think my son has those jammies um i've got a four-year-old he's got little pirate jammies just like that
1: (laughs) yeah he like i mean a who is that guy (laughs) 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 like everyone else is in starfleet uniforms and then it's just this guy like is he a time traveler and he's there just to observe this event like he's you know it raises a lot of questions is all if, if this
0: were if this were rick and morty that would be like mr poopy butthole you know where it's like <laughs> he's just there <laughs> <laughs> You're like wait was that guy always <laughs> remember that time that data wanted its <laughs> strategy <huh?
1: laughs>
0: uh, side note if you're not watching rick and morty you should um yeah i don't i don't know who that guy is oh my god there's wow yeah wow um so what do we th- what do we think of this episode? I guess um, you know is there is that is that it is that everything uh, is there anything else that we want to cover? Um, you know Mosher, we we obviously as you are our esteemed guest and also your first appearance. Uh, is is there anything else you're you're burning to talk about about this episode, or are you ready to just say whether or not you think this uh, this should be on our watch list?
2: I, I think that I'm ready because I I feel like my thoughts about well. I mean, yeah. Data learned some stuff. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, I felt, was like fairly inconsequential, except for like a little bit of context about like getting ready for dealing with the Borg. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like everything was covered.
0: Okay. So, in the realm of uh, of our our essential watch list, you know, our our love letter mixtape to Star Trek: The Next Generation, <laughs> um, us saying like, you know, these are the good ones, these are the bad ones which side do you land on this one is this, is this one of the good ones you tell somebody to watch this or, or not?
2: man I going with good and bad I feel like it's got to be I, I wouldn't put it in the good category I don't want to put it in the bad category either yeah. I feel there's got to be better and there's got to be worse yeah. uh, I, I mean I liked the, the the data development but it wasn't like really well done. And I liked the sort of, like, the way that it was built into the rest of, like, the, the, the Borg, like, story arc. But also, like, not very well done. Right. So I was mean, like, I don't, I don't feel like I would recommend it. Yeah. Uh, but if someone was going to watch it, I wouldn't be like, why the hell are you watching
1: that? <laughs> That's a... So You're not going to slap the Netflix remote out of their hand. But... No. No. You're not going to tell them to. But at the same time, if somebody turns <laughs> you and
0: says, you know, should I watch this one? You're like, no, you can probably skip ahead to season three.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or or watch it and let's talk about Strategimo a little bit, please.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Let's just build that game. I mean, yes. All we need I is some twine and some uh, thimbles.
0: So it's a no, but with an asterisk. Of like you can you know, like if I'm understanding. <laughs> let's it
1: let's start a Discord about creating the game of Strategema. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a side. Yes, bar. please. Nice,
0: uh, Paul. <laughs> what say you about this episode?
1: You know, I'm in a I'm in a really similar spot, and and you summed up a lot of that really well, Mosher. That um, I think there's things here that are kind of pretty Star Trekky, and then the battle stuff is kind of fun for the time it's up there, and some of it's handled well and some of it's not um so it's probably in a place where we're pretty close to a coin flip here um oh boy Uh, what are your thoughts burns i've 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 (laughs) pushed you before but if you're just going to say skip as well then but if you have a case for why this is watchable yeah again this is yeah
0: i you know i don't (laughs) this is one of those episodes that um i put under the category of I like it, but I can't defend it. I, you know, when I'm talking about this episode, I I mean, I was pretty critical of it because it's just kind of silly, like in a lot of ways. But it is, um, it it, it is characters getting to interact in ways that you don't usually get to see them because there's this whole like, there's this feeling of like Jordy and Worf and Riker and Wesley when they're on the Hathaway um, interacting with each other in ways that they don't normally interact with on this like scrappy team of underdogs and they're sure. having a lot of fun with it. And like it, there's, there's something really charming and kind of endearing about that.
1: I, I think, I, I, think I, I have a idea. Uh, you, you sparked a, a different thought and I think what it is is that this episode leaves you wanting more of that, right? Mm-hmm. And, a, and a good episode leaves you wanting more of that episode, and the problem is that this leaves you wanting more, because they only give you like five minutes of it. Right. Yep. Um, that they could have filled this episode with more of that good stuff, and they didn't. They filled it with a lot of other weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the Ferengi, right? That that's.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Riker's well. when Riker assembled his his crew, like when he was chatting with Geordi and when he chatted with Worf, like the the way that he chatted with each of them differently.
1: Sort of like yeah. playing to their, their interests. Yeah. Like
2: his sort of manipulation of Worf was like fantastic. And I was like, yes. I, I wanted to see him interact with more people to like sort of get them to, to be on board. And it was like, oh, we have like thirty eight other people on this ship. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Oh come on. Give me some more Jonathan Frank's interacting.
0: It could have been in like half the episode where he's just <laughs> he's with Yeah, down. yeah.
1: And, I, and that then that's probably to go back to your point Mosher if this one came on TV I'd happily sit down and watch it I would not turn it off and there's a lot of episodes I'll turn off um but I also don't think I would wanna tell someone that you had to watch this one yeah yeah
0: no i I think I think it's a good place to leave it i'm I'm in the same boat like I there's a there's a lot of good here, but it's just the stuff that works against it works against it pretty hard. Um, you know, the the stuff yeah. that's just really silly and really stupid or really unlikable um, does detract from this episode. Um, I feel like without that stuff in, the, in there, it would have been a great episode of Star Trek. Um, and there's, it's kind of hard to see these ones because the ones that are just like dopey and terrible are enjoyable. Oh, yeah. Long oh, yeah. I mean, like, they're, <laughs> they're just it's a whole different level and you're just like, well, pff, this is, Inane and stupid, and but here we go. Um, but this one, like, could have been a good episode. It could have been... Well, it could have yeah. been a great episode. I think it's a decent episode of Star Trek. And, yeah, I think, you know, if we were to have some sort of middle ground where it's like, meh, if it's on, but we kind of don't. It feels
1: like a pretty soft skip. Yeah, it's a soft skip. Like, right, we're settling on the side of skip, it really sounds like, mm-hmm. I, think, I think, just to make it official. Um, but, yeah, it's maybe one of the softest ones that we've been unanimous on yeah um yeah
0: yeah it's um yeah it, it's not essential i mean there's nothing essential about this episode um but it can be fun you know and i mean i do honestly think part of it too is um you know especially if you've got younger people that you're trying to get into star trek the next generation you know ship combat's kind of cool and like seeing yep. these two federation ships you know play a war game is, is kind of fun you know i mean that's the effects budget for this episode had to have been at least semi-decent because um, this is all model work, you know? So, I mean, yeah. in fact, there um, I found a note here when the episode was rewritten um, and a- there was a push to actually get it shot. Um, there was a lot of pushback against this show um, because of the cost of it, uh, because of what it would cost to put these two ships on screen together. And ultimately three ships because we, we bring in the... Yeah. For ship too so um and then you got the whole other bridge and you've got to build you know a kind of an engineering set for for the Hathaway I mean it it, it cost them for sure
1: they they did reuse some footage I, I'm just scrolling through now the footage of the Enterprise towing the Hathaway is recycled <laughs> from the battle when they towed the, the um uh Stargazer yep Exactly,
0: which you know makes sense. Like, well, Same,
2: they're both Constellation.
0: Yeah. Yep, exactly. exactly, So,
2: wasn't wasn't the bridge reused from elsewhere as well?
0: Well, the bridge is for um, the bridge for the Hathaway? The bridge is technically the Battle Bridge set um, from uh, the next generation, yeah. and you'll see that a lot throughout the series. Actually, I mean, I can have a hm, ship nerd moment, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that that set that they use for the Battle Bridge is actually built, I believe, on the sound stage um, the. Um, the bridge from like Star Trek, the motion picture, Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, yep. It's actually the original um, enterprise film bridge. Um, and then they, anytime they have anything that's even close to a Federation ship, um, that is another Federation ship, they will just redress that. So it served as the bridge for the Hathaway served as the bridge for uh, Picard's old ship, the stargazer. Uh, it sir. It will serve as the bridge of the enterprise C uh, in yesterday's enterprise. Ooh. Um, so they they redress that just a bunch i think it even shows up in the finale if i if i'm not mistaken it's the bridge of beverly crusher's ship uh in the the future um but anyway yeah they they use it a ton um so yeah what's the name of her ship her ship is the pasteur that's right uss pasteur (laughs) ha ha nerd cred there we go (laughs) <laughs> um, well, that's that was a lot of fun for a, for an episode that we were kind of lukewarm on. Uh, I feel like we had a lot to to discuss. And uh, Mosher, it was a lot of fun to have you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Great being here, guys.
0: Do um, do you have anything oh. on? online or anywhere you know out there on on the internets or something that you want people drawn to this is your chance to shamelessly plug something you can also forego that and remain uh very anonymous if you if you like oh god even.
2: um <laughs> so i guess the the only other thing that i'm kind of doing online is um i i play actually i don't i don't play i i watch my friend dave play some games uh-huh. and uh occasionally join him on on discord um and so he's on on um, twitch and on youtube i'm trying to figure out like where exactly is his youtube thing i think it's a youtube.com slash users slash skipford j skipford j yes that's it user skipford j so skip um, j s- skip forward j okay uh so he has been playing a lot of Mist games, uh, so like Mist Uru and Mist Revelation, and so I've been um, well with Mist Uru. That was a, a MMO, and so he and I were sort of like playing some of that together. And now he's playing Mist Four, and I'm uh, offering commentary that is usually funny. I think so. Yeah, uh, I would encourage people to go watch him play because it's usually pretty fun. Nice, nice.
0: Send out, send out an email with uh, with links to that, and we will uh, we'll link that in the in the show notes as well.
1: Sure thing. You know, I don't I don't remember my dreams very often, but I think most of them are basically just missed one over and over again <laughs> very nice uh, <laughs> very nice that's uh, uh they make for good dreams the, you know those
0: pixels Mm-mm. yeah um, <laughs> goddamn mechanical age <laughs> <laughs> i think that's gonna do it for this episode in which we talk about peak performance uh we will be back next time with a really different uh, episode in more ways than one <sighs> ooh, ooh. Uh, shades of gray <laughs> until then i'm jason and I'm Paul. And uh, laser tag between starships sounds pretty cool. I want to play that. Yeah. I mean. Let's just laser tag on our next podcast. i mean, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>